G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Community Podcast. I'm Lek Dog. We're here to talk about Supercoach and I'm joined by some very special people in my life. Patch, it's good to be back. I've missed you. We haven't been able to see each other in a couple of weeks. How are you? I'm good, although I was unsure if I was going to come back this week after the the slander against my good name last week in the podcast. You act, you act like I don't listen when I'm not on. And, oh boy... Oh boy, the two of you had some fun, didn't you? We did, and we're going to have plenty of fun today, aren't we, Damo? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. How's Sean Higgins doing, Patch? He's doing <laughs> excellently. I did look at his stats after you threw me under the bus and was like, mm, actually, maybe, and then stopped myself <laughs> and threw myself in the bin. How dare you do that to me? You know I'm tempted by such such travesties. It's wonderful to have you back, and we're going to spend some time shit-talking another team member today. I think maybe Baron will be under the gun. But first, we've got to thank hey, Bellabeats. Why stop at Baron? Why stop well, there? Well, because I, I feel like Baron and you, and we've been around long enough, I just, I'd feel bad uh, bullying the interns and the new guys, you know? I mean, everyone's been around for a while, but I reckon you've got to be two seasons in. Well, I mean, Damo's a few seasons in, and we're, we're putting his team under the microscope today, but we'll talk about that when we get there. So are you mentioning Talabeats and his incredible intro? I was trying to, but we stepped all over it. Thank you to Talabeats. You can follow him uh, at Teller underscore Beats on Instagram. He provided the music, and uh, we enjoyed each and every week. The other things I want to shout out, boys, we've got plenty going on the website. Before we jump into Fremantle and Collingwood, which you all know because you've read the title of the podcast, on the website we have Chico's amazing Supercoach Trade Planner. Basically, you use it to track your trades as you go along through the year. There's three sections. Each week you go, hey, I want to trade in uh, now five this week. How much money will it leave me in? Oh, maybe that's a shit idea. Maybe I should trade in uh, Jack Crisp this week. Two players that we'll probably talk about today. Anyway, use it to track and reflect at the end of the year. Very helpful. Also, Study Maddie has uploaded oh my God. his huge, oh my God. huge Supercoach database Uh it's actually too big for the website, so we've had to narrow it down to just the last five years, just the last five years of Supercoach data, and he's put in a team picker there, and if you don't think that's amazing, well, he's got plenty of stuff coming. It's he, Patch, how good is the content oh that God. Steady Matty has uploaded? Oh my, if you're fed him about anything, you need to be plugged into what Steady Matty is doing. I know he only really talks in numbers and out, like these weird integers and like algorithmy things, but my God... What you do pick up from him is just absolute gold. He's incredible. So good. We've al- we've also had Baron continuing his fallen primos, which is identifying how can we identify players that are going to st- uh, get cheaper than what they start and who are the ones we should be looking at. Are there any traits that we can look at to discover them? He's been doing that. We've had Clarky jump on board. He's been doing player spotlights. We've had Trigger Happy looking at how taggers affect Supercoach scores. Damo did a Supercoach questionnaire where we all answered the same questions and gave some very interesting answers. And uh, we've also got a podcast. So it, we are chockers at the moment. We've got content coming out patch as you would say the wazoo 
and what a wazoo it is. And just two final plugs for me. One, you can see my uh, top 10, the 10 commandments for Supercoach 2020 on the Herald Sun website. Link below. I'll plug that myself. And Yet again, you're now a certified expert outside of the Jock Reynolds website as well. You, you're, you're finding fame again, as you do every preseason on, on the world stage. And, and I'm so glad you, you find time to come talk to us mortals, really. Thank you, Patch. It's uh, it's kind of a charity gig for me. I can write this off on my tax as time spent with um, the ill-equipped. And one final shout-out is uh, to Simon, the great man Simon. I hope your name is Simon. I think it was Simon, uh, who's just sold me 10 of his AFL prospectuses from the past, and he had t- literally tears in his eyes when he handed them over. He, he said, I just don't have the time anymore. I've got a family, but I used to love the website. Um, and he, hand, he as he handed them to me, had a tear in his eyes. So shout out to you, Simon. Damo, Patch, let's get this show on the road. Let's start with Collingwood. And Patch, I want you to drive the train for Collingwood because uh, I hate them. And so do I. I'm driving this train straight off the bridge. Um, we'll, we'll drive it as qu- across this bridge as quickly as possible. We'll start with locks. To be smooth, Jimmy's lock of the week. Ooh, that's a big lock, all right. Damo, you've got a lock for Collingwood. Yeah, uh, Lake Dog, you've got a lock for Collingwood. Uh, Brody Grundy. Yeah, uh, I've got a lot for Collingwood. Brody Grundy, is there literally anyone else you need to select from Collingwood in your Supercoach side in 2020? No, no one you need to lock. Brody Grundy, by the way, only three scores below 100 last year in the regular Supercoach season. Bunch of 140s, 165, 150s, you name it. He delivered it. He's good. He was the number one ranked player in Supercoach, a number one ranked Ruckman, of course, and guess what? At an average of 130 last year. Um, uh, honestly, that, if you needed that sold to you, then what are you even doing? You're beyond saving, really. Just pick oh, it. It could be people's first podcast. It could be people's it could, first it season. It could be. It could be. I'd like to give context as to why he's an absolute certified lock. Uh, do, do you guys have anyone else? to look at because i've got one name that i would look at you've got another name but well is that a lock or a look at because that's not what this segment's about is he a breakout because is that where he belongs no no he's not a breakout he's 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 a lock he's a lock if it was okay. a fantasy he'd be your first pick. all right who is it look it's adam trelaw who we hmm. seem to dismiss at the hmm. start of every year he was ranked seven last year in Supercoach. He averaged 113.4. He scored 2,494 point, uh, 95 points for the year. Um, dropped below the ton five times. 199, 193. But, like, he just pumps out captaincy relevant scores. He's up and down at times, yes. But his, um, his post-buy effort was, was, was very solid. And it ranked seventh overall. We haven't talked about it. He's not in many selected teams at this stage. No, Damo, have you had a look at him? I think it's his ball use. Yes, that's the thing that gets me as well, is that he's that one season where he was primed to be a massive breakout was all over everyone's teams and then kind of just dribbled on them with just pumping out sort of 70s and 80s. Really put a lot of people off last year. It put me off. Um, and he came home, as you mentioned, like a steam train. But, yeah, can we trust him to do it again? Was last year a one-off? Um but yeah, as you mentioned, well, yeah, can can we sort of trust him to back it up, or is it a is it a flash in the pan? 
has anyone come into that side to make us think that he can't back it up? Like, Taylor Adams is coming back, but he still scored well when Taylor Adams was in the team. Pendles is still Pendles, but that didn't seem to hinder him. Like, he he had a mammoth, mammoth season last year. Um, and I just think he's only at 8% of teams, guys. Like, I just feel like he's something we should be talking about. All right, Damo, did you have points you wanted to make there? No. Damo hates him. Damo hates Adam Trelaw. Averaged 124, by the way, post-buy last year. And you look at some of those scores. Some of those scores are very big, too. 135, 150. Had a massive 177 against Gold Coast. Um, Yeah, he's shown that that ceiling is absolutely there. And last year did pick up that consistency as well. And honestly, not a name I'd really considered based on that past prejudice. And maybe it's someone we should be looking a bit closer at. I'd love to hear what the community reckons. If you jump onto the website and jump into the comments, let us know, is that, are you one of the 8% of people with Adam Trelaw? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have any insights here because I, I dismissed him because I'm an idiot and don't know how Supercoach works. I just don't know why Demo hates him so much, on a personal level as well. That's after Devin Smith a few weeks ago threatening his family. Now Adam Trelaw, no, just doesn't want to talk about him. What? Who hurt you, Damo? <laughs> he's he's been in and out of my team, but he's usually the first player that I sacrifice when I need to, some extra money. Sacri- sacrifice, just cutting his throat at the altar of the Supercoach gods. Gosh, you're cruel. They breed him cruel out west, don't they? i got to say, guys, he might make his way into my team by the end of this podcast. Um, yeah, I like him. Hey, here's a little tidbit about Adam Trelaw, and tell me if... If I sound like an insane person... You sound like I an was, insane person. Ha ha ha. I was once... This is more in your realm, um, Patch. I was once driving home from work on the freeway, and his, he was driving behind me. I thought, oh, that's a very nice car driving behind me. Who's... Oh, that's Adam Trelaw in there. And it was during the season, and we were about to play Collingwood, and I contemplated slamming on my brakes and making him drive into me. Is that... Would you say that's a danger sign or something I shouldn't tell people? Um... Yes to both of those things. Um, mm, right. Mm. Try and cut, maybe cut that one out. Maybe cut that one yeah, out. Yeah, we'll, we'll see We'll see how... The, I feel like the editing software is going to play up just as I get to that bit of the podcast. We'll find... It, let's, we're, we're getting very sidetracked. Breakouts, demo, help. Have you got any breakout selections for the Colling Wobble Magpies? You know you make me break Uh, Isaac Quaynor could be a second-year breakout with James Aish going out of the team. Mm, Second-year breakouts have never been hugely popular based on the whole second-year blues shenanigans. Why why might Quaynor buckle that trend? I'm going to be honest, guys. You, you saw my notes about 10 minutes out from recording this. I literally just wrote his name down and... <laughs> we are a professional outfit here in Jock Reynolds' company. Um... Are there any numbers, or is it just based on the, the fact that he might go into that role um, sort of in the season of, of just getting regular game time where he didn't last year? Is that the main thing for, for picking the the defender at 261k? It's more or less just there's a free spot. He probably will fit it really well. He He was ranked elite in his draft year for the position that he plays, so... He did look very good on the field in the few games he played. He seems very assured of himself. 
Yeah. He might he might pick up all sixty five of James Ash's super coach points per game. That that'd be a good selection. All right, Dog, you, you had a breakout <laughs> option. Um, which no, I was, you I was had trying, a breakout option. I was option. trying to keep it under my hat, and you just spat Philly's name all over the place. Talk to us about Braden Sear. Is he a breakout option? What, what's he going to do? Can we pick him? He is a breakout option. Can we pick him? Mm, that's a harder question. Uh, I've run him through the beast calculator. By the way, I will finally publish that article this week. Um, those of you who are avid Jock Reynolds uh, fans will remember in 2017 and 2015 we had the Supercoach Beast Calculator article in the magazines. Um, we're bringing it back. We've run Braden Sear through. In his first 10 games, he lit up just about every stat that indicates that he's going to be a contested beast in the future, uh, except time on ground and goals. In his games 11 through 20, disposals and Supercoach average dropped off, but contested possessions, clearances were up. But his time of ground for those uh, 11 through 20 games, I don't know how many games that is exactly he's played, uh, just 59% time on ground. If you can, cre- can increase that, get a regular gig, he will improve, he will produce points, but probably not someone I'd be looking to start with in Supercoach. No, Potential's a, there. Could be a corrective, um, depending on, I suppose, if... If Beams doesn't play much this year, obviously he's taken time away for personal reasons and we wish him all the best. If, if there's a spot there and and Sia can take it, that would be excellent for Supercoach output. But I agree, a wait and see on that front there. Uh, Collingwood had a new face this year. Or well, a new face worth talking about. Uh, Damo, it's in the rookie realm. You like rookies. You like Ruckman, I assume. Uh, Darcy Cameron, is he someone we can pick? Is he finally that that young ruck that's 123k that we can slot into our sides and have a playing R3? Hey guys, sorry to cut in here. We've got some breaking news from Tom Brown on Twitter. Uh, he's just predicted that Braden Pruce is out for 8 to 10 weeks with an injury. Knee developing. Hashtag developing. Ooh, love a hashtag developing. Does this mean... Ooh, can we look at... Well... That's not really relevant to, to Darcy Cameron, but Damo, talk us through the, the ruck situation. Could we could we get some cheap rucks in? Uh, I think Darcy Cameron's the most likely to play um, out of the options that are available to us, but he probably he probably doesn't have the great job security with um, Mason Cox hang, hanging around as well. No, Cox hanging around isn't really good for for his prospects but on that breaking developing news if if Bruce is out and Gorn's iffy is Luke, Luke Jackson going to play? I think Luke Jackson's going to play anyway he just won't score very well is it, well if he plays R1 will he score well? if if say Gorn does miss and doesn't have, have that recovery time when he needs is there a potential there to look at Luke Jackson at 200 odd K in the ruck? not at that price Good, correct answer. Uh, were there any other new faces coming to Collingwood this year? Legally, I couldn't tell you. What about illegally? I think they're bro- I think they're about to go broke, so I don't think they could bring in any new players, and that's why they had to ship out James H. Yeah, I'm sure James H was breaking the the salary cap bank there. Oh, actually, he was on. Okay, okay, money. I don't know. I don't know any of these things. Why am I talking? Let's move on to rookies. Whoa, a Methuselah rookie card! Um, Trent Bianco. 
is a rookie who has been selected by Collingwood at pick 45 in the draft, is a defender, looks really good, was Matt Rowell's captain at Oakley. Um, very good footballer, very composed footballer. Does he play Lechdog? Oh, that's always hard to say, but he's an exciting little prospect. Um, so pick 45 in the draft compared by champion data to a Lockie Weller, Caleb Daniel, David McKay, Mackie, never knew how to say his name, and Bailey Mackay. Williams. Mackay. Uh, Mackay. Was in the Mackay. 18... <laughs> was in the 89th uh, percentile, ranked 19 in the under-18 championships, averaged 99 from four games, averaged 119 from 11 games in the NAB. He's in my team at the moment, general defender. Uh, judging on what Damo says, though, Quaynor might have that spot, and he might not be able to break in but if he does he is uh, probably the one to watch from Collingwood anyone else caught your fancy demo or any thoughts on on Bianco I had him down um people have been rolling out Trey Rusco just purely because he's a key defender but what people mm. don't know is he actually played as a big bodied mid for the Waffle Colts before he got moved to being a key defender so, I just feel like he's in the frame for me. Hmm, in the frame, because he's got a big frame. Get it? I, I see what he did there, Damo. Um, see what he did there. That was a, a good funny. We love that sort of humour here in the Drop Reynolds podcast. Jay Randhell, another name that's been thrown around, but again, one we won't know more about until uh, sort of we get into the frame of round one. I think that might wrap up Collingwood. Thank God we got through it. Thank God. That means we're on to Fremantle. All right, Damo, we're on to your mob here. We'll jump straight into it. Jimmy Smooth Jimmy's luck of the week. Ooh, that's a big luck, all right. Locks. I'll start straight off the bat. Nathaniel Fife is good at football. Very, very good at football. Um, I don't think too much more needs to be said about Nathaniel Hashtag Fife. Fife is life. Hashtag Fife is life. Uh, Damo, have you got anyone else you'd be locking in from the Dockers? Uh, I've got Andrew Brayshaw, um, who we don't need to talk about anymore because he is a lock and that's it. Don't, don't, don't we? We don't need to talk don't, about him. We don't need don't, to talk about it anymore. We don't need to talk about it anymore. Lake Dog. <laughs> yeah. Lake Dog, is, is Brayshaw a lock? Uh... No, he's a failure. It's a failure of a human. He's a failure of a selection. He's a waste of a... No, he, look, he's fine as a footballer, but in no way should he be selected. He's not breaking out this year. The numbers don't lie. The beast calculator does not lie. We ran him through the beast calculator. He ticked one box in his first 40 games, or one to- column. For those playing along at home, how many boxes are there that you, in total, and how many do you like to have ticked to call someone a beast breakout? Right, so for the beast range, you'll see this in the article if I ever publish it this week, uh, we look at their first 50 games, 1 through 10, 11 through 20, 21 through 30, so on to 50. Uh, we look at their super coach points, their disposals, their contested possessions, their clearances, their tackles, their goals, and their time on ground. If you get a few greens lit up, it's good indicator. If you get all the greens lit up, like players like Patrick Cripps have been predicted from this, uh, Clayton Oliver was predicted through this machine, uh, you know, this is all based off the numbers that players like Scott Pendlebury, JPK, uh, 
you know, premiums like that have given us over the years. So that's yeah. it's all this, culminated from that. This machine is our god, basically. If if anyone's unfamiliar with this it, machine. it's um it it rules every aspect of our lives. Now I Lek. bow down to this machine. Andrew Brayshaw ticks one box. Now Lek, you said this machine does not lie. It does not lie. We will. I I'm so sure we will discuss a player later on that it has lied about. Um. No, I think we'll. I think we'll skip that man. I don't think we need to talk about him. <laughs> He's been in so many of my preseason teams. Damo, disparaging the computer is a brutal offence. Um, um, I've got two more locks, by the way. Two more? Whoa. whoa, whoa here we go. All right. Lots of locks. Okay. Luke Ryan. Yep. 520k in defence. He is. I really think that he could become one of the top defence scorers in 2020. I like him. I don't love him. Talk to me about him, Damo. Uh, intercept marking, high kick to handball ratio, and... Shout out to our good friends at the Draft Doctors. They've pointed out that Justin Longmuir comes from a high mark system and um, basically Doherty's scoring went through the roof once he had a similar sort of coach. So I know we shouldn't send people to other podcasts, but subscribe to the Draft Doctors. Tell them we sent you. They are so good at what they do. They are a very good outfit. And purely just because of his price, Stephen Hill is also a lock at 190k. Oh, that's a good one. I forgot about him. What's he going to do this year? Um, well, un- until he falls apart, he will probably be paying, be playing in defense or on the wing. On the wing is a lucrative position. We like seeing that. 190k, his best 22 easily. I, I like that. Even if we get six games out of him. Who, who cares? He, he, we get six games out of him. He won't appreciate as much as a 123k rookie, but he's defence and forward eligible. He helps wang jangle people all over the shop. Good selection. Like him. Lock him in. We'll move on to breakout contenders. Breakout. You made me break out. Can, can you use that instead of the actual music? I am going to, yes. Um, which one of the 16 players on Fremantle's list who you actually think is going to break out will actually break out this year? Well, I trapped you into selecting him last year. No. No. <laughs> is this... Yeah, all right, who is it? Give us the name. Brett Bewley, 252k forward. Forward. Is this Brett, he's a surefire to lock to play round one Bewley, who didn't appear until round 15? He might be. Mm. Mm. Here we go. Let, let's, let's push this uphill. Let's see how far we can get this uphill. Okay. Watching him at training, it looks like he'll spend time playing inside and outside as part of the midfield rotation. Um, one of the vacant wing positions is his to lose. Can I offer a counterpoint? How did you do in the two-kilometre time trial? So I'm just going through the, the pre-season breakout bingo here. And um, is, he, is he smashing the time trial? Is he training he is. the house down? He is yeah, okay. training the house down. He smashed the time trial. And that's bingo. We, here we go. Lock him in. That's pre-season breakout bingo. Brett Bewley, 252k. Why wouldn't you select him? He's ticked all of the hype boxes, and I'm hyped. Leg dog, are you hyped? 
for 60 grand less, you would select Hill. For 80 grand more, you could select Devin Smith and, and Jack Stephen and all those guys. I why why if I'm not if I'm considering not picking Matthew Rowell at 200k, why would I pick Brett Bewley at 250k? Brett Bewley couldn't carry Matthew Rowell's bags. At Damo, I'm not attacking you personally, but I am trying to hurt your feelings. Don't mind me just crying in the corner. Is he best 22? I would say he is now. A player after one, after f- seven games is already on my never again list because you ruined him for me, Damo. You ruined him. Oh. Sorry. What would he yeah. have to average to be a justifiable selection at 250k for you, Damo? Um, off the top of my head, 80. I'd rather select Blake Acres than. I'd Brett rather Bewley. select someone at 123k and use the extra 100k to upgrade a, a Devin Smith to a or a Hugh Greenwood to an Uber Primo or something. Yeah, yeah. Flipping about, Damo, and it's 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 not hey, it's not. Hmm? Question. Sorry, question. boys. This is we a question without locks, notice. We did locks before. Question without notice. Mm. Did did we did did we on purpose not mention Michael Walters? Uh, I purposely did not. Tell me why. He's going to go back to being a small forward. Why? Why would they do that when he's good at being a midfielder? Because the Dockers forward line does not work without him in it. Right, so we're going to expect like a uh, 2018, I can't remember what he averaged, but like a 80-odd average, 80 to 90 maybe? Maybe a 90, maybe like a mid-90s average at best. Averaged 87.8 in 2018 and 87 in 2017. Okay, that's fair. I just wanted to check that off. Other breakout contenders, Damo, do you have them? And who are they? Well, I I don't have anyone else on my list, but I'm looking on Baron's list because he's been lucky enough to send his through. And he's got Sean Darcy. And he's also got Sean Darcy at R2 as well. Oh, dear. Um... I mean, we'll just preface this conversation by saying Baron Von Crow was the only person that picked Riley O'Brien ahead of form last year. But also, Baron, what what are you smoking? What it's damage? It, Sean Darcy will be number one ruck for Fremantle this year, I assume. I assume so. Yes. I'm not liking the sound of that. I assume so. Um, will he be good at Supercoach? No. No. <laughs> No, um, he seems like see Aaron Sandlands is a bit smaller. He scored 113 against Essendon next year, so if he plays them every round, they, he should be fine. Well, believe it or not, he actually scored better um, when Aaron Sandlands was in the team with him. I don't believe it. It says it in my AFL prospectus. I believe it. Um, there's no reason you would look at picking Sean Darcy as a breakout option, is there? No, I think we need to have a um, very strong conversation with Baron after this. 
Mm. He'll try and well, justify we'll... it. And he'll be all smart with words and stuff. But I say we uh. just beat it out of him with your prospectus. Yeah, they're they're heavy things. Those prospecti, prospectuses. May the power of Freako compel you! Whoa, a Methuselah rookie card! Um, I'm going to segue into rookies, even though it's slightly out of order, um, because the name, I've pulled up the Supercoach thing with Rux and Freo, the name below it, Lloyd Meek, is he, he's listed as a Ruck by the Prospectus and by Supercoach, but... But as of today, Fremantle don't have any key defenders, and he played as a key defender in the Waffle last year, I believe, Damo. At 123k, are we a chance to see him as yet another defensive rookie, meaning we can pair back to, you know, Dude at, at D2? Is that what I'm hearing here? If, if he plays, he's more likely to play forward, um, sending someone like, Brennan Cox or even Matt Taberner back to defense. Hmm. Also, I've just realized that I said it, he might be a chance to push our, our defensive line better off. He's a, he's selected as a ruckman. Someone shout at me for that. Um, but so is he a chance to play? Is he one to keep an eye on as a, as a key, key player if we're desperately short somewhere? I think that he's, I think he's less likely to play than you think. Okay. Tobe Watson, though, is someone who is likely to play now Hamling's down and Alex Pierce is down and out. Talk to me about Tobe Watson, who has... I know, like, you love you love the name Tobe Watson, don't you? He's... It's not a name. It's a noise. <laughs> I mean, aren't all can you, can, names noises? Can, can, can you noises? demonstrate this, this noise, you know, not as a word? I'll... I'll do it later when you're not expecting it. Hang on. Aren't all names just noises, really? I want to talk about Tobe Watson. Not sit here and and gabber about what a word is. Uh, He was named in the Waffle Team of the Year. He's 190 centimetres. He can play tall and small. He's a good kick and he intercepts everything that comes his way. Good. That sounds perfectly cromulent as a defender, and especially at, at 123k. You've moved him into your side, I saw, today. Is there anyone else in that back line from the Fremantle doctors worth selecting who's around that rookie price? Uh, at the elevated rookie price, Hayden Young. Mm. We like Hayden mm, Young. Tasty. Um, lock him in, throw away the key. Don't even think about it. What about uh, Luke Valente, who we've heard talk about for a couple of years now? I've seen him, his ownership spiking lately. Uh, is he going to be finally playing the ex-cricketer, if I'm remembering correctly? Um, will, will he be our Valentines? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. He's only just joined full training. Oh, Ooh, that's cross him off. Sign. That's Thou not shalt a good not sign. select the underdone player. Uh, mm, no, no. As per your your fabled Ten Commandments, um, the jar of peanuts that he brought up last week. Um, do, you, do you want to briefly go over him for those that missed talking about Jarvis Peanut? Oh, I, I'm not sure where he sits in the pecking order, but. Freo almost drafted him in the mid-season draft last year. 
and he's basically a Nathan Wilson clone, and Nathan Wilson is in doubt for round one. So he's someone to keep on your radar, and he's just a really good player. Also has an excellent name. Excellent name, and I cannot understate the importance of picking people with good names in this game. Um, anyone else? Anyone else on this very long and excellent list of rookies? Um, I've got Caleb Sarong down as someone not to pick. Won't get enough midfield time to be worth the high price. Um, Sam Sturt, I would be su- very surprised if we don't see his name on the team sheets in round one. But I also don't know how they're going to set up in that forward line because it's a different coach. And I don't want to do what I did with Brett Billy and tell you to pick him when he's not going to play. What about Liam Henry? Liam Henry came to the club with a patella in- injury, so he's probably more likely to be a mid-season Cross him r- rookie. Off. Cross him off the list. Right. Is that the end of the, the very long list of rookie players who's basically half of Fremantle's list? It is. Wonderful. Well, play that awful, awful sting, white boys. Right, new faces. Lek dog. People are jumping up and down and picking Blake Akers. Should they do it? No, oh. they shouldn't. Uh, now, he was touted in the 2017 Jock Reynolds magazine as a potential future beast because he's in his first year or his first 10 games. He lit up the green lights. But ever since then, it's been downhill. I know that there's going to be a wing role available, but I know that I always say, uh, "Will your breakout have a? Uh, does your breakout have a clear role that's super coach friendly?" And he probably kind of does, but I just don't think he's got it. Can we go back about ten minutes when Lex said the beast calculator doesn't lie? The beast calculator doesn't lie. It just requires more data sometimes. Mm. Occasionally, reality can be incorrect, Damo. Is so do, what does, I believe so you're does that mean the reality of Brett Bewley could be incorrect or Andrew Brayshaw no. could be Look, incorrect? Here's the, no. here's the thing about Blake Akers. In his first 26 games, he had only lit, uh, had only lit up two green lights out of a potential one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 21 green lights. So it's not like the, the Beast calculator was saying, pick... Blake Akers, who was saying because of his ending the season with a 110 and a 109, he might be someone to look at. He was in it, the Beast Calculator article, but it did not say to pick him. He had only lit, lit up two green lights, whereas Clayton Oliver had lit up one, two, three, four, five, nine out of 18 lights. That's the odds we're looking for. So I will defend the Beast Calculator until I die. Patch, can you see the vein pop? Can you see the vein popping out of Lex's neck? Oh, yes, I can. But my vein is also popping out of my neck because you're disparaging the beast calculator and that is a bootable offence. We will be booting you after this this recording's finished. From because an people... aeroplane. <laughs> yes. Yes, from an aeroplane. Um, are we done with Blake Akers? Damo, do you want to stick up for him? Do you reckon there's any merit to selecting the former saint? Nah, I'm gone. You guys don't need my opinion anymore. <laughs> okay, excellent. Um, James Aish, uh, former Collingwood player, not a good, not a good start. Um, and and Lake Dog, any any reason we'd pick him? No. Good. Correct. Um, is there anyone else uh, that we want to talk about from the Fremantle Dockers? 
No, I think we covered it, unless we want to talk about... Um, who did you want to talk about beforehand? Ex-Essendon ex player? Oh, Travis Collier. No, he's not. A, he was a new face last year. Um, we, oh, I just we, wanted to talk about him, see how he's no, we, going. Yeah, well, it seemed like a, a decent bloke from all accounts. Couldn't play football. Um, <laughs> but I'm not going to hold that against him. I also cannot play football, despite attempting to. Um, but yeah, yeah I've never and, tried. No, and you, well, you had someone that was almost a new face until you remembered that it's no longer 2019. Yeah, well, apparently uh, Reese Conker's played a year at Fremantle, so it shows how f- close attention I pay. Hmm. Although not played a year in the firsts, so you'd be forgiven. Damo, um, do you want to jump in and defend your team before we start shellacking it for being purple? What's that? I'm gone. I, was, I stopped paying attention because you guys weren't listening to me. Right. Okay then. Um, do you want to play the the actual funky music, like, and we'll we'll take this take this bad boy out to the tune of Telebeats. Play that funky music, Telebeats boy. Play that funky music, right? See you later, community. Sit perfectly still. Only we may dance. <laughs> <laughs>